data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. People love to buy but hate to be sold to. How true is that statement? And as a marketer, it should be front and centre of your mind whenever you're doing anything, whether you're writing an ad for LinkedIn, whether you're doing a caption on social, whatever it is, that is what you need to remember. Because I know that as a marketer, it's like, I just need to sell my product. And that's sort of the the pressure that can get to you and you can be really conscious that you just want to sell, sell, sell. But I think that that sentence just says it all. And it's what started the premise of this podcast. And something that really resonated with me in the last couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast on this. Because if you know me, you'll know that I harp on about how your secret weapon in your marketing team is your copywriter or your content manager. And I think this for so many reasons. But today, I think I'm going to say it even more. I recently listened to a book. So I listen to books. I don't read books. I can only read books, actually, if I'm on holiday and I'm sat on a sun lounger. But just in day to day, I find it really difficult to read. If I read at night, I literally fall asleep straight away. So I've started listening to books when I'm doing things. So if I'm walking the dog, or if I'm commuting, or if I'm doing the weekly shop, and I found it's a really good way to get extra learning in. So I recommend if you are struggling the same as me. And I was reading this book called Hook Points by Brendan Kane, and I'm gonna do another podcast on just all types of different marketing books that I've read because I feel like I've read the good, the bad, and the boring. So I'm definitely gonna summarize all of the books for you and then tell you the ones I think are worthwhile and other ones I've wasted my time, so you don't have to. But this one for Hook Points, it really sort of tied to copy theories together for me and if you've done any marketing degree or if you've done an MBA I probably learned both of these at both of those times everybody always talks about how to write copy so you have the hook you have the main problem you have the benefit the solution the outcome and then you've got your call to action your CTA really really quickly that was and there's lots of different ways and and weird and wonderful ways you can do all of that and the best book that I've read on goes into much more detail than that is story brand so if you are just starting out and you want to build your brand and you're making your website and you're doing your mission statement your value your purpose all of that good stuff then I definitely recommend that book first but I think that there's a key component missing and I think that Brendan Kane like ties it all together and he has this real nugget of information And I think that you'll just have so much more success because it's a mind shift and it's something that you can really, really easily not realise that you're doing. So that's why I was like, I've got to talk about this because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening having epiphany moments. So let's get straight into it. Now, you probably know as a marketer, generally speaking, people buy with their gut or their heart, not their brain they might justify it with their brain, but really it's your gut and your heart. 
I thought, oh, that, that's not going to occur to me anymore. When I joined B2B, I was like, okay, say goodbye to that kind of marketing because everybody's going to be doing logical marketing. And and it's not like that at all. And, and yes, why else do you need to make thought leadership work a lot harder in B2B? Because generally speaking, it's much more expensive products and you're going to have to convince a whole heap of people within an organization not just one person but it's still people marketing so it's still very the basis is still the same and the number one reason people buy therefore is emotion and the second reason is logic so most people I can't remember the stat I'm not going to even try and do I think it's like 70 percent I said I wasn't going to try because I'm going to get at it but <laughs> I think it was like overwhelming amount buy on emotion and then there is people that do like to purchase on logic so with this in mind I thought well that's great because my personality I'm always like the emotion the motive or empathetic personality so there's lots of different personality tests that you can take I've done one before and I was like sunshine yellow the one that I'm going to talk about is a different one so because of that personality type that I am so I'm empathetic I, the campaigns that resonate with me are the proper emotive ones. So they're the ones that really tug on heartstrings. So literally nobody is going to remember this ad, but one that really sticks with me is Heathrow a couple of years ago did this advert and it was these two like teddy bears, but they were old. It was like a grandma and a granddad and they were walking through Heathrow and they were holding hands and it was like the first time that they'd ever like saved enough money to go abroad and it was just so cute and I just loved it and I still remember it because it was super emotive and I'm also side note how many times I'm going to say emotive during this podcast I'm going to really try hard not to say it too many times but I also love like classic Christmas ads so the ones by John Lewis this year was mostly disappointing because it was an alien invasion it just did not resonate with me at all or now I'm a B2B marketer, let me give you a B2B example. So Starling app did a emotive B2B campaign. They did one, not app, Starling Bank, sorry, but it was on their app. And it was all those people that started side hustles during COVID. So it was called Helping Businesses Fly. And the main character was a mom and she was waving off her little daughter and then she went to her shed and it like flew and it was a catch line some it was like a tagline something like helping businesses fly whether you are just launching or flying and you literally saw her like launch the shed so it was very visual but I just thought it really I really liked that it was really honing in on a time in people's working lives that they are vulnerable they're starting their own passion products and it sort of gave the validation and the confidence that that your side hustle deserves a bank like you are worthy of your little side hustle or your little small business having that status with the bank and they were there to help and and I liked it from both a marketing point of view but also a human point of view so but this is where you need to catch yourself so I'm over here going oh I'm empathetic and if I'm an empathetic personality and people purchase on emotion then great I can just write copy that I like but just because people purchase off emotion it doesn't mean that the campaigns need to be emotive because that's not necessarily the emotion that they're feeling so it yes for me that works because that's not that's my personality type but if you only write in your personality type then you are alienating all of the other members of your audience 
and as I mentioned, there was a test that I did and I was sunshine yellow. There's other ones as an Enneagram test, which is really popular in the US. I've done that one as well. But the one that I'm going to talk about today is probably less known, but I think that it helps the most in terms of translating it to copywriting. And that is called the process communication model. And in this model, it says that each person has a six folding personality and everyone has a base and your base personality is innate. Innate, that is definitely the first time I have said the word innate since my A-level psychology. That is definitely not a word that I use any ever. But it basically says that everybody has different views of the world, work environment, style of communication, management, business priorities and psychological needs. And it varies depending on certain points in your life will depend on the current phase that you're in and which one is more stronger, but you will always have one that is stronger. So I'm going to walk you through the six ones really quickly, literally in one sentence. So see which one of these you think is you. And every time I've read this out to somebody, they've always been like, yeah, I'm that person straight away. So one of them should probably resonate with you. So the first one is the thinker and they are exceptionally organized and detailed planning. They like logic and structure. So logic and structure are the two words that you want there for copywriting for those types of people. And when I read like a big paragraph on what the thinkers were, I was like, oh, these are the account managers. These are the project managers or account managers in a marketing team that make things happen and are that go-to person that sends the most amazing detailed notes after meetings and has Gantt charts and is that's definitely a thinker. The second one is a persister and they see the world through a filter of values, standards, and beliefs. So opinions are really important to them and that's how they share with the world what they're, like that's the most important thing for them. The third one is the harmonizer, a warm, compassionate person who sees the world through a filter of feelings. That's definitely me, I am a filter of feelings. The fourth one is a rebel, so a creative person who tends to find solutions in situations where other people only see problems. And the more I was reading about a rebel, I definitely think they're the the more joker one. So they're the people that use humour in situations and they're the people that will resonate the most with marketing that has that sort of humorous little edge. The fifth one is the imaginer, so an introspective and imaginative person. But when I was reading the paragraph, the word that really stood out for me from a marketing copy point of view is analytical. And then the final one is a promoter. And I can only describe this person as your Prince Charming. So they're really likable. They are charming and they get to the point immediately. They like things to be quick and succinct. And you're hopefully... I've read that out and you're going to say I am that exact one but there is obviously lots of different your person you're not just one of them so you will have varying degrees of all of the other ones so if you thought oh, I'm a bit like this I'm a bit like this google the process communication model and read all the other paragraphs or try and ask your friends or your family read them out and they'll tell you which ones you are if you're really struggling with this because sometimes it's quite difficult you've got to like remove yourself and zoom out and be like okay which one am I so if you are struggling with that, get somebody to help you. I did a, I did a couple of other tests actually, and we did one as a, in my old team, we did, we did an afternoon of what personality types are you. And it wasn't this one, but it was similar. And it had like a different scale of like type, it's like with type one to type nine personalities. And 
this is a complete sidebar, but if you do have a team, I recommend you do this kind of work. It was like two hours out of the day, but then everybody like said which personality type they were. We like did the test there and then in the meeting. And then it goes through and it's like, how best to communicate with this type of person, how best to work with this type of person. So at the very least as a manager, you should do, I recommend that you do that for people in your team so you know how to communicate with them and they know how to communicate with you. But it was also just a really nice like team bonding exercise that we did and it really then makes you think okay this is how I need to communicate best with this person like say if they are a promoter they do not want an email of four different paragraphs they want you to get to the point immediately and be quick and succinct whereas I am a harmonizer so I'm gonna write emojis and exclamation marks in my emails and I have to like catch myself and delete them because I do far too many so it's just like little things like that if you know how people like to be communicated with you can just adjust accordingly but that was a total sidebar because we're talking about copywriting from a marketing point of view so do you see that if you're only writing copy as the person that you are then you're alienating your your audience and you might not know it because you're thinking well this resonates with me this copy I followed the logic I followed the how to write copy I've written the hook I've written the pain point I've written the benefit or the solution and I've written the call to action so boom I'm done but you're actually not done if you're only writing it in a thinker's point of view. So it could be super, super logical and have really great structure. But if there's nothing in there from a feelings point of view, then you're not going to get your harmonizer. If there's nothing in there from an analytical point of view, then you're not going to get the imaginer. If you're not making any jokes, you're not going to get the rebel. So whilst, yes, I know you're not going to get all six of them in every single piece of copy that you do, the fact that you're then aware of it will then help you to write more copy that resonates with more people rather than just who you are. And a good way to think about this is Pixar. They do this so well. And if you think about how successful their movies are, they always have like a whole bunch of characters, right? And all of the different characters have different personalities and they do the personality so that they resonate with at least one of these areas of personality it might not be this one like don't hold me to this don't be like it wasn't these exact things but they think in this way where everybody has a different personality and then therefore somebody relates to somebody else so you're every single person will enjoy the film because there's somebody in there that they resonate with i'm thinking of the film that has all of the um oh what's it called this is terrible podcasting because I can't remember the name of it. It basically has like lots of different, um, literally emotions. And there's like an angry man. Um, then there's like a, there's joy. There's an angry man, there's joy. There's somebody that cries all the time. Um, there's like a one that like solves all the problems. They are literally these personalities. And it's so funny because I really resonate with joy. But then there's the one that cries all the time. I also resonate with that one. But like the angry one, don't really resonate with. And then the one that's like a thinker and analytical. The second like other one that's analytical. Oh, they go in the little brain of the person. Should really Google what the name is of the movie because this is a terrible example. But a more generic one would be like Toy Story. So which one do you resonate with? Do they have a bit more of one of these kinds of personalities? So this moves me on to my next point that generally speaking, you'll probably have noticed by now that when you write copy, everybody has a different opinion on it. And actually that's really helpful because everybody is looking at it from a different point of view. So 
even if you have your structure perfectly, as I mentioned, it might not be resonating with different types of people. So get people's opinion on it, get different, like it's really difficult if you're just a really small marketing team. So ask whoever you can, whether it's in the business or whether you can just ask your partner if you are from home and just get a bit of a gauge. It That's step one, but step two, the absolute perks of marketing nowadays is that we have A-B testing at our fingertips through paid marketing, through whether you're going to test it on Google, whether you're going to test it in email, whether you're going to test it on paid social. There's lots of different ways because your target audience is going to be a mix of all of these different personality types. So the absolute joy of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of them, is that you can literally write copy for different people and then see which one's performing the best. I would personally say, looking at the list of people, and Brendan Kane did say which one was the most the most common, and I think it's the top three, so thinker, persistent, harmonizer, you're not going to be able to hit all of your copy for all of those people. Maybe you will if it's a blog or a landing page or somewhere where you can write a lot of copy, but if it's literally something that is a billboard or something that is a social caption, you're obviously not going to be like, okay, hold on a minute, let me write a sentence for the thinker, let me write a sentence for the promoter. Obviously, it's not that linear, but if you have it in your head, you'll know, okay, I'm going to have to write different kinds of copy when I'm doing different Google ads because I need to make sure that I'm thinking about all of these things. My top tip would be that if you are writing copy for short dwell times, just focus on your hook. You have to, you have three seconds to get people's attention and it's there's a crazy stat, like 80% of people don't read more than the headline. So one, when you're in those really, really short dwell times and you're trying to get attention, just focus on the hook, what's gonna pop what's gonna stop people in their tracks and either think about them or wanna know more, be intrigued, like find it funny, be offended, whatever it is that you wanna use as your hook that would be definitely number one. But then after that, after you start writing all of your other types of copy that you have in your different places, just be really, really aware of these six different personality types. So I just thought this was really, really interesting because I think so many people focus on the how to write good copy and I've definitely not gone into that today and I will do a podcast specifically on how to write different copy for different platforms because it isn't, it isn't really difficult and that's why so many brands and there's so many messages now and we're fighting for everybody's attention that your hook is really important from your for your three seconds but then also how you're writing is really important and I'd never thought before that I'm an empathetic person so the ads that resonate with me like won't resonate with my partner for example so it's just something else like oh yeah that's so true because generally speaking you're going to have one copywriter so your copywriter really needs to have that like overarching look at everything and be like okay I'm not writing this for me I'm writing it for my target audience and my target audience is maybe a mix of all these different personalities so I'm going to write five different versions and then we're going to test them and see which one resonates the most to try and include as much as your audience as possible so there you have it hope this helped and I will talk to you next time bye for now Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.